Welcome to this month's episode, Passport 2, Motorsports and Travelling, sponsored by Maserati. I am super excited to be joined by our very first guest of 2020, the brilliant Nikki Shields. I'm going to let you tell us all about what you do because I'm not going to explain it very well, but I think it's fascinating. (laughs) So I am a motorsport presenter and I host a racing championship called Formula E, which is an all-electric racing championship and we get to travel around the world. Um, And I also present a... I guess it's a sort of a a transport and sustainability program on CNN called Supercharged. And uh, I am also a relatively new mum as I brought my little baby boy, seven month old Arthur, along with me. Which we love. So apologies if you start hearing him in the background anytime soon, but at the moment he's quite quiet. Arthur's doing really well, but he could be our soundtrack in the background, occasional peeps, but he's very well behaved so far. As long as they're like cute noises and not shrieks. So far, so good. I've briefed briefed him well. (laughs) You're teaching him well at six months. Tell us about your journey into motorsports. Where did it start from? How did you even get into it? Yeah, so um, in a very bizarre route, I think, I went to Bristol University. I did biological sciences. That's so different. Uh, Yep, exactly. (laughs) Completely different. But I suppose my kind of... uh, I guess the initial idea of working broadcasting came from my, basically the building where I had all my lectures backed on to the BBC National History Unit, which is the production arm of the BBC that make all the David Attenborough shows. So I was like, right, that's where I want to head. Amazing. I'd love to be involved in making those shows. I then um, finished university, realised that I wanted to go travelling uh, decided that all my mates were applying for internships in the city and I thought oh this is a good way of making a bit of money before I go traveling yeah. before I actually start looking for a job uh, managed to get an internship at UBS Investment Bank oh my gosh that's in just... equity finance did the internship went traveling and they offered me a job at the end so I ended up working in the city oh you did Bizarre. yeah for a couple of years how was that and then realized well, didn't it was, like it, it was, <laughs> It wasn't what I wanted to do, no. but it, it paid me probably more than I'll ever earn, but... Yes, there's a silver <laughs> lining there. Exactly. However, I remember I was, um, I, had, I was actually changing roles and I had a contract to my new job and my mum was like, oh, you, you know, are you really, really excited about your new job? And I was like, no. No. Like, Why are you doing it then? I was like, well, you know, the money's quite good. She's like, darling, this is ridiculous, you know. You've got to if, look got forward to, to waking up and going to work. Exactly. As much so, as is possible, yeah. It was literally, and as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, what am I doing? And I literally just gave them a call and explained um, the situation. Uh, and not, I mean, not in quite that way. Um, <laughs> I really like, don't yeah, want to exactly. wake up and come to work, so exactly. thanks, but I'm I really out. don't want your boring job. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I took the plunge and I basically started from scratch again and I was like, hang on a minute, what did I always really want to do? I wanted to work in science and broadcasting and so I started off on this journey doing bits and bobs and um, just to sort of get experience and get into the industry and one of my passions that I've always loved, that's sort of one of my favourite sports, motorsports, my dad is a massive F1 fan. Okay. My grandfather on both sides, my both my mum and my dad's side, have always been into their cars. So I've kind of grown up in this environment, you know, where we were going to racetracks, doing a bit of karting. And um, yeah, so I started working around in the world of science and sustainability. 
and I did a show on the future of electric cars. Fantastic. And this was maybe six, no, it would have been longer, seven years ago. And it was at a time where electric cars were slow, really uncool. Gosh, six years ago seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? Um, Do you know what? I'm thinking it probably was even a bit longer, maybe seven years ago, but yeah, give or take. And it was, um, yeah, and I basically... Oh yeah, I did an interview with the team at Renault and about their electric car. They were, they were building a, a Renault Zoe at the time. And they told me they were part of this new project called Formula E and it was electric racing. Yeah. Um, and if I'm completely honest, because as I'm, I'm, I am, always will be a petrol head, I was like, mm, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Wait, the cars don't make any noise. Are they going to, what? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Where's the fun in that? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Yeah. And then I sort of went home and was like, well, actually, because they actually told me that, you know, we then had a good chat about the car and the expectations, how fast it would go and how powerful they are. And actually the acceleration of an electric car is really quite quick because they have this 100% torque because, you know, as soon as an electric car is very much like it's on or off. So as soon as it's on, it's go. Whereas with a petrol or a diesel car, it's like you have to wait for the fuel yeah. to get around the car before you go. So it's always a bit slower, you know, even with powerful cars um so i then thought actually if it is as good as they say it's going to be uh maybe i should get involved and um so i then got in touch with the production company and said you know if you're ever looking for a presenter i'd love to be considered and they were like can you come and see us tomorrow actually Uh, yes i just said no to my other job so (laughs) funnily enough i'm available (laughs) well it's sadly been a while since i left banking and then i was doing various things in television just to sort of get experience and then um but they did say they were like you need to come in tomorrow and you know what what's the phrase carpe diem seize the day because he was like if you hadn't emailed me on that day we were just about to announce somebody else so it was like, but there we you think go. you're really good, you're, you know, you fit the job because you've got a science background so you can talk about the technology and the sustainability around what Formula E stands for, electric racing, you know, um, decreasing your carbon footprint, etc. So I went in and had various interviews and then I went back in the following day and then the following day meeting all sorts of, um, you know, the production company and then their CEOs and... Uh, sort of management team and yeah they got the gig and sort of for the last we're now going into season six of Formula Phenomenal. E and it's just massively grown I'm doing obviously the, the whole space for me in automotive has hugely grown um, I am still dabbling in a little bit of science with CNN which is wonderful but I've, I've definitely sort of my focus is now a lot more in the automotive world um, but I love it I really enjoy tell it. us a bit more about Formula E and what it entails about the shows. Yeah, so it's Your basically we're, we're we're pretty much a travelling circus. Um, it, Aren't we it's, all? It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right about that on a daily basis, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is great fun because I love travelling and exploring and going on adventures. And every race we go on is a new adventure. It basically the the championship is twelve teams, including big brands like. Porsche, Mercedes, Audi, BMW, Jaguar. And it must be integral for these brands to be a part of it. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know... You're making a mistake if you're not, in fact, because it's where it's going. We're in London at the moment, and, you know, there's a massive push at the moment for electric vehicles. You know, you can avoid paying congestion charge if you drive an electric vehicle, and, you know, the taxes are only going to get higher for 
petrol and diesel cars. So there's a big move um, towards all the manufacturers developing their electric cars. So it's, yeah, as you say, very, very important for them to be involved in the championship. And um, yeah, it's, it's uh, first and foremost, it's electric racing. The cars are single-seater, open wheel, they're single-seater, so they look like Formula One cars. So Formula E also races on street circuits. So very similar, you've probably heard um, or seen the Formula One Monaco Grand mm-hmm. Prix, yeah. which is a street circuit. So very different to a purpose-built track like Silverstone. And Formula E creates these street circuits in the heart of some of the world's most iconic cities. So for example, we go to Paris, Berlin, Rome in Europe. Um, we're actually coming to London in the summer. Woo-hoo! That's great. Where, did, where <laughs> does that so track the, get laid down? So this is an interesting one. So it's going to be around XL and it's an indoor-outdoor track. Oh. So the track's going to be partly through XL and then partly around the outside of XL. So it's going to be the world's first indoor-outdoor, um, yeah. And how long track. is the track? Um, it will be, it's normally a couple of kilometres. So okay. it, average lap time, it can be between sort of like one minute and one minute 20. And you go around how many times? Um, so the race is normally, well it is, 45 minutes plus one lap. So it depends on whatever the lap interesting. time is. But yeah, so actually it's quite interesting. Formula has this one race day format. So it all happens on the same day. So again, you know, you might know in Formula One, they have practice qualifying and race all spread across three or four days. Yeah. Whereas in Formula E, it happens all in one day. So you've got practice in the morning, qualifying at midday, and then the race at four o'clock. So again, families can come and watch for a full day of entertainment. And that's, that's what a great Formula day out. It's fun. It's... Exactly. But uh, it is really good fun. And it's great for babies because it's not too noisy. So uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about your locations for Formula E. But before that, you mentioned congestion charge. Yeah. Now, when in London, we don't pay congestion charge if you've got an electric car yeah. are these kind of cars as popular and why do europe or abroad uh, ah that's a very interesting question i mean i love so i drive an electric car i'm very lucky i have a beautiful um bmw i3 which i adore and if anyone is ever looking about getting an electric car i'd highly recommend it um but so i get to drive into london for free um and actually if i put it on a charge point i can actually charge at the same time when i you know come into town for a meeting so you can avoid paying the 11 pound 50 congestion charge and then also the ultra low emission um zone charge which is 12 pound 50 which is amazing um but in other countries there's a definite move towards electrification it's slower you know there are definitely some cities i mean london are definitely like sort of leading the way also um norway is an incredible example sort of i think it's something crazy like 80 percent of their cars are now electrified that's incredible yeah so they have really really embraced it and um yeah have moved towards this you know electrified world on the roads and then you've got the likes of paris so paris have also said that they are going to eradicate um cars stop producing cars and allowing cars on the road that have um emissions so it's it's going to be it's it's the city is converting to zero emissions so you kind of at some point everyone's going to do it it's just a question of when and that's why it's so important for these manufacturers at the moment to be developing their electric cars because they know that if they don't have electric cars in the range you know no one's going to be buying their cars it's also amazing i was at um, the geneva motor show earlier this year and you know even the 
traditional sports car brands like Maserati, for example, are introducing electric cars. They launched actually a concept car quite a few years ago, and that's going to be hitting the roads uh, next year. So it's going to be quite incredible to see how all the more traditionalists have moved into this electrified world. Which is fantastic. I had a Maserati for a weekend fantastic. and took it around the UK to some country escapes and it was a family-friendly car, actually. Nice. So you'd enjoy that without it. Wonderful. Um, and really beautiful, really smooth to drive. I don't know if it was electric or not. I should check. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, I, should have I known. think their electric car comes out in 2020. So, so it, it wasn't. wasn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to Formula E, you go all around the world. Any yes. favourite locations? Uh, it's... um. It's a tricky one, that. So I would say we went to, we don't race there anymore, actually, but we had a race in Moscow. And we had the race around St. Basil's Cathedral and Red Square. Amazing. And our TV compound, literally the wall, the back of our TV compound was the Kremlin. It's just like, the location of this was just incredible. So I'd say um, that was a favourite. And then I love... Going to South America is one of my favourite places. So we raced in Buenos Aires in Argentina and we're going to Santiago, actually in Chile, at the beginning of January. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then, oh, it's just... It's just such fun always, you know... These are great, really places. exciting destinations. Hong Kong was a brilliant one. Um, right in the harbour front in the bay. I mean, there are just so many. Yeah, Rome, Paris, Monaco. Obviously, I can't wait for London. <laughs> Although, if anyone sometimes wants it's to just bringing it back home. Come to the London race. I would highly recommend that you book your tickets now because anyone that has any involvement with Formula E, like all their friends and family, are coming. I guarantee those tickets will sell out within really half an quickly. Hour. Yeah. When yeah. is it? Remind us. Um, it's in. It's. The, I think it's the last weekend of July, last or second last weekend of July, and it's the finale. So it's a double header um, finish of the championship. Brilliant. Just yeah. when the school's out. Yeah, just exactly, in time. <laughs> exactly. What is off the beaten path for you? Oh, um, actually, one of the coolest things I've done, which I guess was slightly off the beaten path, was we went to, it's actually filming for CNN, we went to the Bonneville Salt Flats, which wow. are in Utah. So out in the sort of desert, there is this incredible area um, where they make salt, and they are um, beautiful salt flats. But you can go, you can drive out there, you have to be really, really careful because it is actually quite, um, it's almost a bit like um, quicksand if you uh, get into the sort of wrong areas. But or sit too long, the, which I exactly, can't imagine you would. Exactly. You don't want to dissipate, basically, no. your, car, your car will get stuck. But we went to the Bonneville Salt Flats for Speed Week and was basically involved in the land speed record that Venturi set, an electric land speed record of... 341 miles per hour it's just bizarre because I've just never been anywhere like it before because you can literally see nothing for miles apart from white sand and it's so bright yeah and it's like the texture on your feet it's not quite sand but it's not quite snow it's like something I see that you haven't sort of but it's not slippy yeah um it's just like a place I've never experienced before. Actually, having said that, place of one I haven't never experienced before and went to, which is my all-time favourite place, is Patagonia. But mm. I didn't do anything to do with cars there. That was on my honeymoon and I fell in love with it. Okay. And if anyone ever has the opportunity to go there, I would highly recommend it. It's not easy to get to, but there is um, an incredible ice glacier there called Perito Moreno and you can go ice trekking on it and it's, again, like... 
you're on another planet. Like, That's brilliant. So, so you're going to have to take Formula E to some of these places now. Well, interesting that you mention that. So there is a, another racing championship starting called Extreme E. And Extreme E is 4x4 electric racing. So SUVs that Great. are electric. And they're doing exactly that, going off the beaten track to the most extreme locations in the world. I think they're going to the Atacama Desert, they're going to um, Greenland, they're going to the Amazon Rainforest. So they're really trying to explore and, yeah, go to the four corners of the world. So we're talking off the beaten. Now, this is not quite off the beaten path, but it's certainly new. Saudi. Yes. What's your take on that? Women are now allowed to drive yes, in Saudi, sir. which is super for which a petrol head, electronic sir. car head, all yeah, of this. You know, this exactly. is this is great. What's your what's your thoughts on that? I think they're still quite strict with. I don't think they're allowed to dri- drive by themselves, right? Um, no, I think they can drive by oh, themselves okay, now. Then yeah. I'm mistaken. So um, women are allowed to drive. Yes, as you say, they can drive by themselves. Um, we, I really enjoyed my time in Saudi. It's a, it, I I am split in my opinion on what I feel about it. I think it's brilliant how they're trying to embrace um, this new world. Having Formula E there, we're going to actually be going there. I think it's it's a 10-year deal. So we went last year and we've gone again this year. Um, everyone was incredibly welcoming. There was a huge difference, I would say, from last year to this year. Okay. In just the way that women came and could actually attend. We had a series of concerts in the evening as well. And for the very first time last year when the concerts happened, it was the very first time at a public concert, women and men were allowed to go together, stand side by side, enjoy the night. Um, the women didn't have to wear their abayas. A lot of them did, I think, because that's a that's choice, perhaps. In the, they're, they're used, used to, to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's something that you've done every day for and your entire fine, life. And why, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. However, I think going again this year, there were more women there in bigger groups. Less of them were wearing their abayas, and it was a huge, huge success. So I think. It is definitely changing. Obviously, there's still a lot of work to be done. But my experience of everyone that we met there was very welcoming, um, very kind and happy to have us there. The only thing I would say is my experience and exposure was very limited because I really only went from the hotel to a few restaurants, perhaps, and then to the track. So I didn't really get to explore the culture a huge amount. Um, you still, you know, when you go to restaurants, obviously I was wearing an abaya and, you, you know, you'd have to sit in your, in the family areas and go in a mixed group. Um, it wouldn't have been correct if I'd just gone out by myself with all the guys for dinner, which normally the culture quite a lot yeah. because <laughs> I end up working with quite a lot of guys. Um, but, it's your industry, you know, of course. Yeah, but fortunately I have, um, actually our production team now in Formula is more women which is brilliant it's much more of a 50 brilliant. split but um, yeah so we had to make sure that we would go out in mixed groups so there's um, it's definitely changing and a destination um, that see. is opening up yes 100% interesting yeah. for everybody definitely. to go to men yeah. and women uh-huh. definitely worth a visit bringing it back home to the UK do you do staycations much road trips through the UK something you recommend oh, routes you recommend I love a staycation yes <laughs> I love not going to the airport yes <laughs> and getting on a plane um although I do also love going on holiday abroad um so I uh, what did we do really recently oh actually we just went to the four seasons in Hampshire it's beautiful beautiful it took us an hour to drive there we had a Ferrari for the weekend it was perfect and we did absolutely nothing it was great actually we planned to go uh as a sort of little 
trip before I had Arthur, but he arrived early on the weekend that we were supposed to be there. <laughs> so we did it after, which was actually quite nice because I left Arthur with my my mum and dad, and so it was like our first sort of weekend away without him, and it was incredible. Um, we also love just going down to sort of the Cotswolds and around that area. It's just so beautiful. It Wherever is beautiful. I go, I'm always, we've gone so many times, and I'm still wowed by the beauty. And the roads down there are actually brilliant. Oh, I'll tell you what is a good drive. London to Goodwood. So Goodwood, they have a big car event mm-hmm. called Goodwood Festival of Speed and Goodwood Revival. And uh, if you're ever driving from London, the, there are just some really brilliant A-roads. <laughs> and it's always a really good fun It's a drive. really nice, comfortable yeah. drive. Good music, nice, comfortable <laughs> exactly. car. It's a happy weekend. So we actually drove down in a Rolls Royce this year. And Arthur was eight weeks old. And it was his first experience in a Rolls Royce. And I think he rather loved it. Like, so you're spoiling him. <laughs> I know. And he came with us in the Ferrari as well. So Even better. Well. Any any favourite um, scenic routes through Europe, perhaps? Driving down to the south of France is beautiful. But one that I know quite well is um, we recently just did a, in the States, we did the um, Pacific Ocean Highway. So we... I think you woke up. Oh. Hello, Arthur. <laughs> did you want to say hello? Yeah. Back to sleep again. I think it was the Rolls Royce that woke him up. He went, I remember that. Take me back there. <laughs> and now he has the Rolls Royces of all pushchairs. It's bugaboo. It's amazing. It's it's huge and very comfortable. It's um, an electric pusher, which we're going to come to in a sec. Yeah, so don't yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to come yeah. to that. Um, so PCH. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so we went from San Francisco down to Los Angeles. And then we stopped off at Big Sur and Monterey and it was at the same time as Monterey Car Week and they have this incredible event called Pebble Beach Mm. this beautiful golf course like just I think it's one of the best golf courses in the world we stopped off there and then they have these incredible events where you basically just go and walk along the lawns and just look at all the magnificent cars from old and new that and the concept cars to the old classics. It's just this spectacular um, backdrop of American movies that you yeah, think, wow. Exactly. Stunning. I want to go to your Instagram and maybe you can talk us through three of your favourite pictures. Oh, that's a good idea. God. Well, let's definitely dabble into know. the electric push, push chair. Uh, oh, yeah. So the electric push chair is incredible. So so that is actually a... Um, oh, dear. Got the end of a cough there coming. <laughs> Sorry, Arthur. Um, so the electric push chair is actually from Cybex. And it is... It's brilliant. It, you have, I think, on one charge, you can get 45, 46 kilometres of... That's now, a massive me, amount. Let me just be clear. It's like an assist. So it, it you can't just sort of... We're talking about your push chair, Arthur. Yes. Which do you prefer? Bugaboo or Cybex? No. My dummy. I prefer my (laughs) dummy. (laughs) Um, So it's like an assist. And so if you're like going uphill, it basically helps push it up. And if you're going downhill, it stops it rolling Oh, that's great. So it's brilliant for kind of, you know, if you're going slightly more off-roading and uh, on a bit more of a longer trek or walk. Um, it's probably a bit unnecessary for walking down the high street with it. Fine, okay. But you, but, you I mean, it's useful for that as oh, well. Oh, yeah, and it's a beautiful push chair as and well. And it's light like, and the easy design to design is just stunning. You know, it's like got chrome. And, I mean, it's, it's, these babies now are just like completely spoiled. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sounds it. It's just <laughs> like, amazing. Being your child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So luxurious. They, yeah, he's a very lucky boy. <laughs> um, should we pick a couple of other pictures? 
Oh yes, okay. Oh gosh. You can cut this oh, one. I know actually what I I, I I can tell you because I have it as my WhatsApp um photo. This is a photo of me standing at Goodwood Festival of Speed, um, which is a big motorsport um and automotive event in Chichester. We have a electric blue McLaren with the doors flicked up in the backdrop and I'm holding Arthur who is asleep. He's eight weeks old and he's got ear defenders on and he just, I mean, to be fair, he was three weeks early. He looks a little bit like an alien there. I wouldn't say he's like the cutest looking thing right there. <laughs> However, it just sort of, um, for me, that was the first time I actually did any work. It was a massive effort to get organized and I was breastfeeding him as well. So it was a massive effort to get organized, somehow be ready to present a live program also be there with Arthur, have my husband there looking after him and with a beautiful car in the background. So I'd say that is a, that's one a, of my faves. A, a thousand, <laughs> a thousand stories in one picture. Exactly. That's fantastic. Um, and then I'm trying to think without looking at my Instagram what another favourite is. Um, okay, well, well, I mean, it doesn't really tell that much of a story, but I really love a dress that I wore recently to an event, so I'm going to say... Go wild, um, tell us. <laughs> um, I wore this beautiful red Amanda Wakely dress to the FIA Awards. Now, the FIA Awards is like the sort of big um, motorsport grand finale dinner uh, where all the drivers get their prizes. So we gave Lewis Hamilton his trophy for winning the World Cup. For the World Cup, his World Championship for the sixth time, and then I, which I was got to do the interview and give that to him on stage because I was hosting the evening, and I had to, well, I didn't have to wear. I was very fortunate that Amanda Wakely lent me a beautiful red lacy dress with these sleeves. I do not know how you would describe like sort just of hanging, hanging coney wizard like nice. sleeves. <laughs> That's a um, fantastic description. I, they should use that on their website, actually. Coney wizard-like sleeves. I love it. <laughs> I just felt um, amazing in it. And I would love to wear it every day if I could. <laughs> when you're presenting cars yeah, in the good exactly. one. That's well, exactly. fantastic. It was so nice with my jeans and trainers at home. Yeah. For <laughs> Too many good things. 2020. Mm. Are there any particular locations that you think we should take note of for... Ooh. For trends, for cars, for road trips, for off the beaten track. <laughs> well, I love how you've picked up on Saudi because I think that's definitely one to watch and it's really interesting how that's changing. For Formula E, if you're ever going to come to a race, Rome is just absolutely stunning and beautiful. Great pizza, gelato. I mean, every time I go there, I fall in love with it even more. It's yeah. like, you know, it's just so... I feel like it hasn't been westernised in the same way. It's the same as Paris, you know, it's kind of stayed true to its roots. So you can walk along and just feel like you're going back in time a little bit. Oh, hi Arthur. <laughs> um, and then in terms of um, UK trips, actually I recently went to the Jurassic Coast um, on the South Coast and it's again, beautiful views, amazing walks. Doesn't matter if the weather's crap or not. Wear a woolly hat, put on a you know, warm coat and go and have a long walk and then finish up with a decent pub meal and, yeah exactly <laughs> and lots of red wine <laughs> um top of final question top of your travel bucket list for next year so bucket list i really want to go to amman i've mm. never been to amman so that's up there where else do i really want to go i would love to go back to on a safari in africa so i fell in love with africa it was one of my first big trips um 
after university, which is what I was doing. To, that was the trip that okay. I needed to fund the banking job with. And we went to Africa at two relatively young, inexperienced girls at about what? How old were we then? 21. We went to Kenya and we went from Nairobi and we went to Mombasa on the coast and we went through Tanzania. We climbed Kilimanjaro. My gosh. That was an amazing thing to do. Base yeah. camp or higher? Uh, we went, oh no, we All went the to way. Hero Peak. Very oh, good. Yeah. Some 5,800 and something. Nice. Um, so got to the top of that, which was incredible. Went on safari, then we travelled down by bus, train, all sorts. We went to Malawi, stayed on a boat in Lake Malawi. Then we went down into South Africa, did the gardenery. It was just an, an amazing, wonderful, wonderful trip. And I any opportunity to get back to Africa, um, that small place, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have ne- I never got to Namibia. And so that, I hear, is incredible. And, and I think it's a hot one for 2020, actually. Ah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Well spotted, there we go. Excellent. So that would be my other one. We have, finally, some uh, quick-fire questions. Okay. Iceland or Finland? Iceland. Poland or Georgia? Poland. Colombia or Brazil? Colombia. <laughs> I like how you say Colombia. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had some good times there. Okay, moving on. Um, Mexico or Panama? Mexico. Japan or China? Can I change that? Panama. Yeah, I said maybe. I mean, oh, that because that's the one trip I was going to mention to you. Actually, the, the trip that I did sailing from Colombia, oh Cartagena to Panama was just incredible. And we went to this these islands um, called uh, well, we met this tribe called the Kuliala tribe, and we stayed in this archipelago of islands, and it was just so untouched. It was again like nowhere I've ever been. Like three hundred islands dotted around, and we stayed on a yacht and we ate fish lobster every day and we paid like one dollar for it it was just incredible <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, memorable we should have heard about that story I know. so we switched that but to we're Panama. not telling anyone about the sandblast islands because we don't want anyone to go it's a secret so if you want to go sandblast okay. <laughs> <laughs> japan or china japan qatar or saudi oh saudi with a question mark, yeah. could be both. Well, I was thinking Qatar because I've never been, but yeah. <laughs> America or Canada? America. Really? I've never been to Canada. Oh, well, okay. Well, I shared it sometimes. Anyway. But I've, I've spent a lot more time in America. <laughs> South Africa or East Africa? Oh, it'd have to be South Africa. Really? Yes. <laughs> Pending my, my Kenyan roots now. Um, Malawi oh, or... Oh, would you count, would you count, is Kenya East? Yes. Oh, okay, right. I was thinking it was not quite high. Anyway. <laughs> We'll cut that bit out as well. More geography. (laughs) Malawi or Namibia? Oh, Malawi. Oh, wow. Okay. SUVs or hatchback? SUV. Panoramic sunroof or convertible? Oh, convertible. (laughs) (laughs) Hybrid or electric? Electric. Has to be. Short haul or long haul? I love a long flight. There we go. (laughs) Long haul. Spontaneous or planned? Spontaneous. Cabin luggage or checked in? Checked in. (laughs) City or suburbs? Ooh, city. Exploring, adventure or beach? Exploring. Hotel or apartment? Apartment. Interesting. <laughs> Luxury or humble? Luxury? I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> podcast or audiobook? Ooh, obviously a podcast. I love a podcast. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you've missed the previous podcasts, check online or iTunes and you can listen to all our previous ones. You can also check the website www.citizen-fem.com for all your upcoming travel inspiration.